Greetings and welcome to episode number 48 of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm going rogue today with a solo episode, which I haven't done in a while, but it's for good reason. And it's because this conversation is coming up all the time, not only with my clients, but potential clients, people in the DMs. I think people are just generally confused about this topic. So I've pulled together a little episode for you that might help you organize your brand strategy if you have lots of different things going on and how to organize your brand aesthetics if you've got multiple offering services, products, etc. So we'll get right into it, but definitely take lots of notes. If you enjoy this episode or you're really like just sinking your teeth into some of these golden nuggets uh, that are really helpful for you in your business, please screenshot and share. I would love to see which episodes you're loving the most. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. Always like rate, rate, subscribe, review. It means the most to me. Follow us on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, But without further ado, we'll get going into the meat of today's topic. Wilson, say hi. (laughs) Good boy. Kiss my aesthetic, branding, marketing, entrepreneurship. You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I am your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co., where we build bragworthy brands for social media-minded entrepreneurs, and you are in the right spot for branding, marketing, entrepreneurship advice that you can apply in your own business to better reach your ideal client online. Let's get to today's episode. So I'm kind of calling this topic, how to brand all your offerings as siblings in a brand family tree. And the thing is, is we pretty rarely see an entrepreneur or someone like yourself that only ever has one thing going, right? Almost everybody's got this like laundry list of like multi-passionate interests. Even if you go back to the very beginning of the podcast, like episode number three, you talked to uh, Lauren Breyer of LB Creative about being a hobby collector. And if you're a creative person, you probably have a lot of different things going on. You have so many ideas, your business is growing, and then you offer a new service over here or a course or a downloadable. And then you also have your one-on-ones. Basically, everything's going on. Maybe you've also grown a community. There's a lot to try to cover. There's a lot of ground to cover. And where I see clients of mine start to get lost, confused, all scrambled up, is in organizing those offers in a way that logically makes sense to them, but also logically makes sense to their clientele. Because it's pretty rare that your audience is going to be all one type of person, right? You have your VIP clients, the ones that love every single thing you do, pay you top dollar. They're like the best to work for. You've got your middle of the roaders that are like in for the one service or product that you have. They get what they need and they kind of move on. And then you have people that are kind of like warm leads, like touch and go. They might buy like your smaller offer and then peace out. Um, But they are more like looky-loos around your brand, right? So I know this because this is me too. Um, I also have this structure going on with my business. And then on top of that, it's confusing and complicated to try to figure out how do I organize all of these internally? How do I make it so clear what's for who and who's for what? right? So in this kind of podcast episode, I kind of, I want to start to get into what's called brand architecture. What I'm describing by brand architecture is how to co-mingle all of your offerings in a way that feels more like cohesive. Uh, So one of the ways we can do this is to think back to maybe your corporate job, 
maybe your school board or like department chair, heads of departments, that kind of organization, or even if you were in Greek life like me, uh, think back to your Greek life uh, management team or your leadership team, where you have at the top, you have the administrative assistant, the financial assistant, um, you've got the different chairs of all the different departments, the events, etc. But there's a really clear top to bottom flow of who is making judgment calls on what, right? This also shows who is in charge of what duties and how those duties get executed. So same thing, we want to think about creating an organizational brand architecture for your company and all of your offerings. I have an IGTV on this as well. So if you go to my IGTV, you can see, gosh, it's a few posts back now, but I say brand architecture explained, and that would be a really good place to start. But if you don't reference that and you want to just get out a blank piece of paper or um, the notes app on your iPhone or Procreate on your iPad, you basically want to draw yourself at the top of this pyramid of offerings, right? Everything probably is coming from you. All of the ideas, the clients, the offerings, everything is either coming from you or related to you. So you're at the top of your own org chart with your business, right? Then you can kind of branch out into each of your services. Once you have your services lined out, you can start to figure out, maybe you've started outsourcing some things, you've brought in specialists that help to support and run the business, but you wanna create bridges between the things that are related to each other. So for me, I have the Brandini, the mini brand design service, the full service brand design service. Those are my two service-based offerings. Those are my bread and butter. That is what I do best. Then we also have social media management services. That gets its own branch, right? We also have one-on-one -on -one days. One-on-one -on -one days are creative sprints. Those also get their own branch. And then aside from that, we have all the community-based stuff. So this is the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast, the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group. All of the Kiss My trainings that you see on my website fall under this educational community base that's not necessarily my ideal client, right? So there's a different strategy that we can employ for that. And there's actually a few of them and I'll explain what those are here. So once you have your org chart filled out and it feels really good and it feels like, okay, yes, I can see everything. Everything's out on the table. I can see where the bridges are. I can see what's connected and not connected. Um, now we can start to figure out how do we organize these in a way that's gonna be easy to follow. One of the ways you can do this is with color coordination. So more than 70% of the information we process on a daily basis is visual. So having a strong visual identity helps to cement all of those offerings into your ideal client's memory and turn even a better nonverbal understanding of what you have to offer by using the color coding. So companies that do this famously are like FedEx, FedEx Ground versus FedEx Freight versus FedEx Office, all employ a different color from their brand color palette to signify what's what. And that's really helpful when you are going through their marketing collateral or you're looking through their website or you're trying to figure out which which branch, which arm of their service you need because those colors will exemplify each of those different offerings. Same thing for Adobe, classic example. Adobe's programs through the Creative Suite are color coded so that you know which icon thumbnail you're looking for in your computer, right? So Illustrator is orange, Photoshop is blue, InDesign is hot pink. You've got that color separation so that you don't have to spend so much time thinking about which one you need, but you can go right for the program that you're looking for. 
but all of those thumbnails are uniformly designed, right? So it's the rectangle with the darker interior. It's a capital letter and a lowercase letter. So creating that kind of architecture for how things are designed also gives you space to come up with other designs, other offerings, other programs that fit that. And you don't have to worry about what it's going to look like because it's going to fit that brand architecture. Psst. Are you a designer? Are you looking for ways to create killer portfolio pieces for your website, but don't really know how to start or what that process should look like? I created the Kiss My Portfolio Challenge last year and host them semi-regularly through the Facebook group, Kiss My Aesthetic. And what I've got going for you are three different prompts that walk you through a hypothetical project, really, a hypothetical client, and tells you exactly my brand design process on how I would approach that company and creating a bang in visual identity to help you attract more clients. Those are available for you on my website. The link is in today's show notes. That's mkwcreative.co slash kiss dash my. That's where you'll find all the trainings, workbooks, workshops, everything relating to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast and MKW Creative Co brand. So have at it. Good luck. Another way that you can create brand architecture within all of your offerings is to employ some great naming conventions. Naming conventions are a really great way to separate your products from your services in a creative and very on-brand kind of way. So you can create a consistent naming convention for your offerings that would give you like a framework of what you've currently got going on and also the roadmap. So exactly what I just said as far as like, if you have a system in place, then it becomes really easily replicatable should you want to roll out more things. So this is something that I use in my own business. So when I started MKW Creative Co, I knew that I also wanted to host a community because community-based learning was everything when I just got started, but I didn't want to call it like, I don't know, like MKW Creative Co Creatives, <laughs> like MKW Creative Co Community, like Michelle's Friends. Like I didn't want to make it something that felt so related to my business, but instead I wanted it to take on its own identity, to take on its own branch of my brand family tree and be something that could sustain whether I was involved in it or not. So calling it Kiss My Aesthetic was kind of the K became a nod to the MKW and it was this sassy kind of in your face, but catchy kind of name that the two can run parallel to each other, MKW Creative Co and Kiss My Aesthetic. Um, they are siblings, not twins. I would say that MKW Creative Co. is uh, definitely the more mature, like older sister of Kiss My Aesthetic. Um, but Kiss My Aesthetic is really fun, right? It's, a, it's an extension of my brand in a way that it doesn't compete with my main offering. This also gave me a naming convention that I could use for all those trainings that you guys know and love. Kiss My Loops, which is the TikTok training. Kiss My Instagram. Kiss My Canva Reels and the Kiss My Portfolio Challenge. And then of course, the Kiss My Portfolio Podcast. So all of these are a really easy recipe for me to follow because every time I host a training, it's gonna be kiss my dot, dot, dot. Like there's gonna be some kiss my whatever uh, name to my offerings. That gives me the mental clarity and organization, also gives my audience something to think about and lays things out nicely in a well-branded way. Another business that uses this consistently is actually my family. So my mom started Savvy Interiors and when she decided to open a, an interior design showroom to go along with the interior design and remodeling service, 
she didn't want to call it the Savvy Interiors showroom. And I remember her telling me this so clearly. She wanted it to have its own name in case she realized that having a showroom wasn't for her and they had to close it down. She didn't want people to think that Savvy Interiors was shut down. So she named it Inside by Savvy Interiors with S-I-D-E stands for Savvy Interiors Design Experience. So there's Savvy Interiors, which is the parent company. There's Inside by Savvy, which is also the name of her Facebook community and Instagram. And then she also has Savvy Giving by Design, which is the nonprofit organization. On top of that, still, we have Savvy Steals and Deals, which is the buy-sell community. So there's really like four branches out of the Savvy Interiors offering. So it's Savvy Interiors, Inside by Savvy, Savvy Giving by Design, Savvy Steals and Deals. But they all use that same word, Savvy, to show that it's related to that mothership of brands and the brand architecture. The last way that you can tackle your branding in a way that creates a brand family is to use that sibling seniority I kind of just teased a little bit ago. So MKW Creative Co. is the older sister of Kiss My Aesthetic. Kiss My Aesthetic, I can do things a little more off the cuff, be more casual, um, not be as, as polished necessarily as MKW Creative Co. MKW Creative Co. is moving towards that creative agency model, right? So having the two then gives me a way to make them look related, but they don't need to look like carbon copies of each other. So this is my suggestion of branding your offerings like siblings and not twins, and also not like second cousins twice removed. Like we still need to make sure that they make sense and that they have that alignment with each other to, to look related. The best example of this one, of course, is Lindsay Silverman and Hotel Lobby Candle. You guys know this is like my absolute case study project. We did Lindsay's branding first. We leaned into the bright teal, the pink, the like fabulous feminine kind of vibes that she exhibits with her, her social and her content. And then for Hotel Lobby Candle, we actually went the more mature, ambiguous route. We went for kind of the like could be fancy city anywhere kind of vibe instead of the more tropical look that Lindsay usually goes for. And we did that by, by using a few different design techniques. So the logo is more simplistic. The color palette is more muted and the fonts and imagery are a little bit more subdued than is in her branding. So when you see the two side by side, which I can post somewhere or put in the show notes or something, uh, you'll see the differences between the two, but also the similarities. The similarities would be that we use exactly the same fonts on both. They're just inverted the heading one and heading two. So that allows us to see the visual consistency side by side. Also in her submark logos of her brand, we have these little teeny tiny rounded diamonds. We use the same thing in the Hotel Lobby Candle main logo. So you do get the, the feeling that they belong together, but they aren't exactly the same. And it's so nice because when someone comes to the Hotel Lobby Candle social, if you follow Lindsay already, it makes all the sense in the world, but also it's it has its own vibe that it can really stand on its two legs, which is really helpful. So that kind of wraps up everything. Those are the three strategies I would best suggest to someone who's got a lot going on. So if you have a you know service offering and a product shop and consulting and brand partnerships and affiliations, like you've got to find a way to get that organized for your audience so that you don't lose your brain, but also they know how to find what they're looking for. The ways to do that would be through color coding, naming conventions, 
and sibling seniority. So figuring out which of these brands is the, or which of these branches of my brand is the older sibling to the younger one, who's the middle child, who's the one that, you know, could be here one day and then decide to, you know, the other one is going to take precedence because that service or that offering is now more of your focus, right? So you've got to figure out how you want to prioritize each branch in a way that gives you space to visually separate them, but also strategically show your audience what they're looking for. So that is my quick and dirty explanation of brand architecture and what you can do about it. If this is still confusing to you, feel free to drop me a message on Instagram, shoot me an email, go to my website, mkwcreative.co and book that free 15 minute discovery call. I would be happy to talk to you about this in more detail and I will do my best to bring someone on who is an expert in this kind of brand positioning and strategy if this is a topic that you want more information about. Thanks so much for listening and catch you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or really anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to come on over to the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group, same name as the podcast. And lastly, if you're looking for those resources, links, or anything else we talked about on today's episode, you can find those on my website, mkwcreative.co slash kmapod. Catch you next time.